While everyone's talking about whistleblowing and impeachment, Ukraine is heating up and the Bidens are getting a pass. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. I am not on every Saturday from 3 to 6 when UGA Sports bumps me a little bit. That's okay. I am on 3 to 6 today, though, so we have a long show, and thank goodness we do because just down to the wire till we are coming to air right now, I have been just finding overwhelming amounts of material about the real shady dealings in the in the Biden circle. It, it it doesn't begin or end with Ukraine. And I've cracked some codes and some I'm still digging into. But the fact that this stuff has been in the news round the clock for at least a week and that these details are not coming out seems to me because they're in the public forum. It's not like I'm doing investigative journalism on the ground in Ukraine. This stuff is out there and they're not talking about it. It's all about impeachment and uh, as Pelosi said, the cover up of a cover up, which is very Watergate sounding. So I'm so just as a you know, if you don't if you haven't been listening to the news, good on you. (laughs) But if you have, then you know the story. I'll still give you a little recap. Binkley, my producer, and I do a daily podcast now called Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes every day by drive time. And we've been covering a lot of this material. So how are you doing, Binkley? Fantastic. How are you? Good. Am I overworking you? Of course not. All right. Because we we are way more current on every detail of every story every day than we ever were before, more than I thought was even possible. I've never consumed so much news. And and you know what? It's kind of fun because you can like call out, oh, this is totally different from what they said yesterday or we saw this coming. And and you begin to see the patterns emerge of like where they're going with this. Yeah. So like with the whistleblower thing, I think we both noticed a few things. One is that there's an emphasis on this is all by the book and this guy, there is an avenue and good government for this kind of thing. Don't worry, we've got your back. Except for when you have a criminal in the White House who's trying as hard as to suppress important information. I mean, we've seen that. Did I think you saw that as soon as I did, that there was that theme there. Yeah, they hit that theme right away and both sides did. Right. Even Chris Wallace like that. There was a thing trending. It was just like going viral in real time. I was just watching the like likes on Twitter just rack up into the thousands. And it was him basically being the the law and order guy. And this isn't how things work when when, you know, this is just we've got a rogue. You know, and that's a Fox guy. I really I smell a rat with that. Yeah, When Chris Wallace is getting 12,000 likes, you know, there's something going on. <laughs> That is a good point. I even retweeted it. Now, granted, I retweeted it to make a point, but so they've been talking about all this stuff. Uh, what the the story that they're saying is the story, the thing that launched Nancy Pelosi saying she wants an impeachment investigation is that a whistleblower came out and said that a uh, he or she got wind of a call by Trump with the Ukraine president in which Trump said we we or 
seemed to set up a quid pro quo where he was going to withhold aid, was actually already withholding aid to Ukraine, and and he didn't want to start that up again until Biden and his son were investigated. So they came out with the a rough transcript of the call. So the co- part of the cover-up is allegedly that the, the situation room official transcript of the call is being suppressed, and this, like, voice-to-text hack job is being released. So if it weren't ambiguous enough, it's actually ambiguous as to whether or not it's being portrayed correctly. Translators were involved. So there's, there's, there are going to be lots of nuances. They could really milk this thing. You know? And they but, will. Yeah, yeah, they will. And, they, and, and the ambiguity extends also to now, I think Mayor, uh, Mayor Governor Cuomo is saying to Nancy Pelosi, you're, it is going to backfire. You shouldn't be capitulating to the far left of the Democrats. So all of this stuff is about process and politics and people and personalities. And, but there is real stuff. And I think you actually, Binkley, there's a few, I'm like, why, why are they doing this in this way at this time? And I had a couple of theories. I have two ideas that I think are also relevant, but I think you hit the nail on the head and I'll tell you what I mean. So what's happening now is Ukraine if you listen to my show last week, actually, I got some pushback on it because there really are two factions in Ukraine, the people who want to go towards Europe, which are the people in the West who are, pro- I think they're Catholic. And then the people in the East who are Orthodox consider themselves more Russian and they didn't go along with this. But there was a democratic election. The guy who got elected was pushed out by us because he was slated to do a deal with Europe. But instead, at the last minute, he took the much better deal that Russia offered. And that just made our guys go nuts. Uh, apparently, I have some clips. And I also tweeted Victoria Newland, our assistant secretary of state, was literally reporting back to Chevron on the progress of five years of effort and five billion dollars that we have spent and it comes out, it looks like it was arm in arm with George Soros to move Ukraine to the West. So that was going on in the background. And as it was very controversial, and in Europe, people knew because it was probably Putin released some secret tapes, which I played last week, of Newland and the ambassador to the Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, cooking up a coup and saying, we better move fast or Russia will react, which they did. And that's why you say that's why I think the news at the top of the hour had somebody a soundbite saying that Russia invaded Ukraine and uh, annexed Crimea. But we started it now for better or worse. And there's a lot to it. There's a lot of onion to be peeled here. So I'm not saying Russia's a hero. I'm just saying our story does not the official narrative doesn't lay the whole thing out. So, but because it was a very problematic situation, Obama did not want to give them military aid. He did not want to escalate the conflict. I mean, it was called like the cauldron over there. Like they were really having, uh, you know, bloodshed. So he gave them aid in the in the form of support and training and other stuff that was non-lethal. Well, Trump goes in there and and I guess the time is right. They're escalating and he started giving them weapons and. And they are now claiming that they're sophisticated enough not to just want the javelin weapons, which is mentioned in the call between Trump and Zelensky. 
that they want more sophisticated weapons, that they're capable of handling that because the Javelins are like anti-tank, anti-armor stuff, and they did get Russia to back away so from what I've been reading. But I was reading an article in the Defense News that said they that, that one thing that's very helpful about, well, first of all, it said it was ironic that Trump who's so pro-Russian would just happen to be sending weapons to Ukraine, you know, (laughs) as if it's a foregone conclusion. So then, but, but the interesting thing I found in that article was that they were saying that what I thought, are they really trying to provoke world war three with Russia? And what it said in the article was, this is so fascinating to us in the defense industry, because we are able to observe Russia executing their hybrid warfare. So we're watching them use their conventional weapons, their cyber weapons, their weaponized information. We're observing this in real time and escalating it with more arms might prove to be more interesting. So it, so while it might not be a provocation to war, it may be a prelude to war because they're seeing that. So I see one of the possible reasons for this hullabaloo about Ukraine is to say, well, Trump will prove that he's not pro-Russian. He will deflect his Democrat uh, detractors in this issue by showing that he will not only give them aid, give them lethal aid, give them more aid than ever, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The second, so I think that's real. And then the second thing that I think is part of it is in January, so Ukraine used to get the gas from I guess the gas pipelines go from Russia to Europe through Ukraine. And Ukraine uh, no longer actually buys gas from Russia. But what they do still is they can suck some of that gas out and use it to get through their winter and then replenish it with their own gas supplies when they are using less gas. It's like an, you know a flywheel or whatever. It's a stabilizer for them. But that agreement with Russia is over in January, and they are going to be short of gas. And we are, and this is why they said, oh, Pence was told to stand down and they sent Rick Perry instead. I'm like, I don't think so. I think they sent Rick Perry because he's the head of the Department of Energy and they're trying to get a liquefied natural gas deal and they're getting it done through Poland. But LNG, I used to be an energy analyst briefly, but I remember that LNG is unwieldy and you have to have ports and you have to ship it and it's very volatile. You're much better off with like a gas pipeline that's already running through your country and they and Russia wants to bring build a couple more gas pipelines it really comes down to the gas issue a lot but since that thing's up in January part of I think what we're doing with Ukraine was we're trying to solidify them as a customer for gas on behalf of cronies I guess and also I mean I I, I don't know if it will be possible really to manipulate Ukraine to interrupt the supply so I look at Syria and Ukraine as like conduits to get Russian gas into Europe. And that, I think, is at the heart of all of this. But just because that final piece of their relationship is going away in January, this is a time that I think we're going to try to double down in using Ukraine as a pawn in our kind of energy competition with Russia. But I'm going to go to break first. I'm giving you a little heads up. (laughs) The third thing, Binkley, that I think is happening here you put your finger on it even before i happen to stumble upon all the evidence to support it so i do think those two policy issues but i am going to pivot to the personality stuff because it's real 
And I think it is uh, has a major part to why all this stuff is getting all this shade. What do they call it? Throwing shade at I think at, that's right at Trump when really it's to keep it from Biden. So I'm going to get to that right after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. We are talking about the Ukraine Biden whistleblower stuff. And I will tell you, I what you are hearing all day, every day, to me, is completely beside the point. Now, of course, impeachment proceedings, even if they're totally unjustified, are going to have a point. They are going to make a point, and they are going to have to be dealt with. But I think that is the distraction, the deflection from the real story here. And my producer, Binkley, Binkley, I have to give you credit for this one. I don't even think you saw it. You 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 just intuited it, and uh, I think you can guess what what it was that you said that I'm going to pick up on. It's that the Biden stuff may be real and so bad that if you if you frame it as just more Trump lies and deflection then anybody on the left is going to defend it. They're never going to look into it. They're just going to say, oh, that's crazy Fox News or whatever. And and he will get a pass. And if you argue that these guys are up to no good, you're a hater, you're a white nationalist or whatever. I mean, and I think you got a hint from some of my tweets of how deep the Biden stuff goes. So I think you're you have been goes much deeper than I, even I thought it did, what you've been tweeting. Yes. I mean, that was the crazy thing is that, and it all came from, I, I noticed that there was one person who was joined the board of the Ukrainian gas company on the same day that Hunter Biden did. So if people don't realize, like the thing was, Hunter Biden is on the board of Burisma Holdings, the largest gas, privately held gas company in Ukraine, without really qualifications and Um, That's what makes it look like it's corruption. So at the same time that he took that seat, one of his business partners, another young guy like him, also took a seat on the Burisma Holdings. So his name is Devin Archer. So I just, like, oh, who's Devin Archer? You know, and I just Googled. I was like, oh, Devin Archer was just convicted of a major fraud where everybody else who was convicted got years in prison. I mean, I think one guy got like 12 years in prison for this thing. And I'm like, dude, why is nobody talking about this? So I tweeted, I was like, oh, this guy's a criminal. And then I had to erase it or clarify or whatever, because shortly thereafter, his conviction, he was convicted by a jury and his conviction was overturned by a judge, but nobody else's conviction was overturned by a judge. So now he has to go on trial again. And I thought, that's weird. So let me click through and see. Well, I didn't have to. I didn't click through. I had to investigate, and I found the judge who gave him a pass. Her name is Ronnie Abrams, and you probably don't recognize her name, or you might maybe do now. But I found in her past something that you brought to me—a crazy, kooky case. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with Jerry Springer. 
And oh. I'm going to get into it right after the break. I mean, this thing is like the craziest, the tendrils of this story. And that's just, just the beginning. So stay tuned for, as the plot thickens, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator? On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6, right here on 95.5 WSB. I'm not always on 3 to 6 if UGA Sports is on, but today I am. And if you want to actually, my producer Binkley and I do daily a daily news podcast, which is really catching on because it's hard to find news every day from a perspective perspective of truth liberty and true justice not social justice true justice and that's called the drive time news blast which you can find on our podcast feed which is called propaganda report anyway this but what we're talking about now we've been kind of covering all week on that daily podcast but last night and early this morning i just like somehow stumbled upon this whole trove of stuff about Biden and basically his son and his family and just crazy connections. And I have to say, like, I found a lot of dots. I can connect a lot of the dots. Some of the dots I can't yet connect, but you can clearly see they are dots. And I want to hit them one by one. First, I want to take some tweets, open it up to calls, because really the mainstream media focus is on Trump wrongdoing and impeachment and all that. And I firmly believe that, and I don't always think this, most of the time I think that this stuff is kabuki theater that is brought down on both both sides are playing these games so that we don't see what's really going on behind the scenes policy-wise. There's definitely some of that here. I think we want to escalate our military aid to Ukraine. I think we're trying to solidify a long-term gas deal with them. I think the implications of those things interweave. I think it has to do with supplying gas to Europe and keeping Russia from being that supplier. I think there's geopolitics at the very highest level, well above the parties. But there's some party stuff here. There's some party stuff here, but even even the even that it's <clears throat> to the extent Trump plays into it. I don't know. I never know how much he tries to or he just rises to the bait or what. But I do believe that this is that the stuff about Biden and his son and their connections goes really deep and that there's a lot there and that once it's been framed in the public square as being a reaction from Trump an attack on Biden because Trump is uh, plays dirty in elections then people are not going to take the allegations or even the evidence about the Biden seriously and that maybe that is at the heart of how exactly this thing is being framed so i think it does ha- i think the impeachment issue is going to be in the in the limelight for at least as long as it takes to usher the military stuff through the gas stuff through and the biden stuff through to get the focus off of that so i'm open to discussion i can feel free to call me 404-872-0750 or tweet at me at monica perez show 
Binkley, you read a tweet to me at the break that I'd like to share, even though I'm not 100% sure I understand it. Maybe people will pitch in and, and let me know what they think. What Read the tweet, if you would. This tweet is from Daddy's Tattoo, and he tweets that impeachment is meant to damage the re-election campaign and make it illegitimate. Remember the Electoral College popular vote thing in several blue states? I, I absolutely... I, I absolutely have noticed that illegitimacy of presidential elections is critical to the divisiveness of today's politics. So it starts with the hanging chat in 2000, then the electronic voting machines in 2004, then Obama's Kenyan birth allegations in 2008. Uh, there was also actually wasn't there... Acorn, wasn't there some voting irregularity with Obama, too, I believe? And I'm not saying that these things are legitimate or illegitimate. I'm just saying they're always, there's always something that delegitimizes the election. So with I think that the people who had those backstories ready to go, depending on, on which way the wind was blowing, was Hillary was going to be the illegal uh, votes. People weren't citizens voting. Ted Cruz had two Canadian parents when he was born in Canada. So that was going to be a problem. And Trump, I actually think his was the least, the least plausible, this Russian interference, but they're doing it. And actually a major wrinkle in some of the stuff that I had come up with. And, you know, all of these articles I'd kind of seen here and there, but I, I just didn't really see the mosaic of it until last night. But one of the things was that the there there's pretty strong evidence, or I should there is I'm I think it's credible that the Obama administration was already I think it actually happened. I think that they were digging into Manafort's relationships in Ukraine and asked Ukraine to give dirt on Manafort and that that actually was what had Manafort step down as Trump's campaign manager before the election. So you could say that that was also election interference right out of the gate from the Democrats. I think a guy named John Solomon has been writing these articles on, uh, in The Hill. And then another source was Peter Schweitzer, who wrote Clinton Cash. He wrote another article, an, a book. And I was reading an excerpt from the book, and I believe the name, I'm going to tell you the name of the book, because, I mean, I, w I actually have to have sources, because it's so, uh, it would be libelous if, if it weren't, you know, if you didn't at least cite your sources, I think. So what Peter Schweitzer wrote, his book is Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. And honest to goodness, this is just the kind of scandal that I think they sometimes will unleash to sell a book. But this is too big for that, I think. And this I'm reading this from over a year ago, year and a half ago, this excerpt that goes into the Biden stuff. But. So what do you think about what's your what what do you think about that impeachment that tweet on impeachment? I think the impeachment is for a number of things, raise money to organize to keep people divided to after the impeachment fails because he's not going to get removed from office, they'll be able to say the last ditch effort is you have to come vote and they will drive as many people to vote after the impeachment fails and I think they're illegitimizing it by 
doing the Ukraine thing and saying that Trump investigated his political opponent. I think this is laying the seeds for the um, illegitimizing in that way. Well, and if you want to carry the Watergate analogy further, Nixon was reelected after the Watergate scandal broke. He was already leading so far in the polls that it wasn't even plausible that he was simply trying to go into the DNC to like get himself an election advantage. He was going to win. So there is uh, there are ex- other explanations that they had that there was scandalous stuff going on in the DNC, prostitutes and whatever. That was from a book called Silent Coup. I don't know. But the fact remains that the Watergate scandal broke before the election and did not damage Nixon enough to lose. He still won in a bit of a landslide. Yeah. And only resigned later because he was he was debriefed on the Watergate after it happened, after the story broke. He was not in on it at all. But then when he was later asked to cover it up, he said okay. Now I believe he was entrapped into doing that. And then that's what they that was the crime. And so when Nancy Pelosi says this is a cover up, they no longer have to worry about the quid pro quo thing. It's that the <laughs> one of the accusations is that the whistleblower said that the White House suppressed the tape made by the Situation Room and that all we have is a rough like Siri type recording, you know, it's a little silly at this point, but you'll have a little silly, <laughs> but I feel like even like with Watergate, you're like, Let, release the tapes, release the tapes. And so they'll be asking for releasing the real tapes and you'll get uh, some like executive privilege stuff, which was a major issue in the Nixon case that went all the way to the Supreme Court. You might have a, a Saturday Night Massacre. Pelosi already said Barr has gone rogue. So the Saturday Night Massacre in the Nixon and Watergate was that he had an attorney general and he wanted him to fire the special prosecutor and he wouldn't. So he resigned. So then he got another attorney general and he asked him to fire the special prosecutor and he wouldn't and he resigned. Then he puts in Robert Bork, who I always loved, but... I, so I don't know what went into his decision. He obeyed, and he did fire the special prosecutor. But when Pelosi started bringing Barr into it, I thought, oh, they're going to do that, and they're going to... Uh, I mean, I, I the parallel isn't exact, but I just... She's bringing... Everybody's getting involved. It's going to get all personality-y, just like Watergate, and the real issue is not really going to be that important. It's all going to be about cover-ups and... CYA and this and that. So and donate money here, donate money there. That's a new wrinkle that I think is a feature of all of this stuff. I agree with you there. You absolutely nailed that. And you think it's minor, but when you look at everything from like Libya to Iraq to Syria, these major geopolitical operations that quite often serve the military industrial per, uh, complex and more have a lot of just getting people rich on the side. And that's where I think this story, I think if you want to know how it works, I think the Biden story shows you how it works. So I want to get into it right now. But I did want to say that uh, Daddy O's Tattoo responded 
in clarifying the tweet, 13 states, I believe, that will cast their electoral votes for the popular vote winner. Oh, Binkley. Yeah, you covered it about eight months ago. If they damage them enough and they cast away electoral votes, both sides could contest the election. Ooh, that is smart. And you did bring that to our attention, Binkley. He's talking about what you said. What's that thing called? Oh, the law that they're trying to pass in states across the country where they would circumvent the electoral college. Where they would say, whoever wins the national popular vote gets our electoral vote. Yeah, votes. that's right. Boy, that disenfranchises their own people. I mean, there will be lawsuits up the wazoo, as they say, if that happens. Uh, but yes, that is so interesting, Daddy-O's tattoo. I love it. Uh, that's very... If I mean, I think that's true. 13 states, I do think is right, have actually committed to doing that. It was 15 last I checked. Oh, all right. So it's growing. So that, that absolutely, if it's close enough, great what to watch out for. Right on. So before I launch into <clears throat> the connections of this judge and then like the 10 other connections that I just kept like blowing my mind as I dug in, let's open it up to calls, tweets, uh, and take a break. So you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And if you want to call, give me a ring, 404-872-0750. And we'll be right back with more on how deep this Biden scandal really goes. Monica Perez. Wait a minute. This is the future. They're all the phaser guns. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. We are really going deep on the Biden stuff. And I just uh, I want to take a couple of calls and then we're going to launch the next hour with uh, just a litany of connections and fishy dealings with that family and their connections and other political families that just isn't getting the airtime that I think it deserves. Let me take a couple of calls. I'm going to go to Chuck on line one. Hi, Chuck. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Um, I I love the show. I love your perspective. My whole thing is all of this with Biden. He's as as dirty as a septic tank. And if he's basically looking at it like Hillary did, if she went down, she was taking everybody with her. And he's in the same perspective, which is why nothing's been done. The Democrats are accusing Trump on everything that they have done. That's why they have experience and knowledge. That's so funny that you say that because we've noticed that too. Um, I'm going to mute you because I can I can hear too much background noise. But um, they uh, do. It's like turnabout is fair play or the best defense is a good offense or I don't even know what the analogy is, but this guy should be under fire and he's not. So what I'm seeing is that, but your point that, that they take everybody down with them. Yes. It's they, they have security and it, but if it gets too ugly, they might get Epstein. So you can't count on that. Thanks so much for the call, Chuck. I'm going to take Hank. I got a minute. Hank online too. You're on with Monica. Hello? Hey, Hank, what you got? Yes. Uh, the more that the Democrats continually try to go against Trump, the stronger that it makes me want to vote for him right now. I'm tired of these people acting like juvenile kids, and, and they just happen to have this, this uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, oh, 
this the, the, the person that found out the information whistleblower. This information just kind of sort of fell in their lap, and that was like the bluebird that they were looking for. I hope when election time comes that that the previous election is going to look like a Boy Scout convention compared to the amount of votes that Trump is going to get this time. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Hank. Thanks so much. And actually, what you're saying plays in a little bit with maybe what their strategy is in giving Biden cover. If they can actually draw fire from the other side, it could make their own side close ranks in defense of Biden, regardless of any any evidence that comes up. I mean, I think that what we're talking about here is exactly how politics works. I think we're seeing it happen in real life and or unfold before us and the and the the bad part is it is not only does it give cover for these people to enrich themselves does it give them political fodder against each other but what it does is it obscures what's really happening what's really important policy wise messing around with the world's energy supplies on that level messing around with another military superpower close to it is dangerous stuff and we're not even analyzing it because we're worried about this stuff but i am analyzing all of it coming up next this is monica perez